This edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates. Contact Dom Tolly for all your insurance needs at 816-232-8400 or come on out to Tolly and Associates at 2606 North Belt Highway for all your insurance needs. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are here at MIAA Football Media Day here in Kansas City. Um, we are here with um, Northwest Missouri State Head Coach Rich Wright. I'm um, Coach. Welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, Coach, I, I want to give a little bit of your background a little bit for those who don't know you and some of my listeners who may not know you yet. You coached a lot of football here at Northwest um, going through your days as defensive coordinator and now the head coach. Just walk me through your coaching journey and how you got here to Northwest. Sure. Um, if, if I'm going to take it back, I, I guess I'll take it all the way back. So uh, um, was met a couple guys at um, Dana College in Blair, Nebraska. I was down at a uh, football coaches convention. I didn't have an education degree. Uh, I basically moved sight unseen. I'm from a little small town in upstate New York. Moved sight unseen um, to Blair, Nebraska. Was there two years, and they were connected to two guys on the Northwest staff, um, Coach Boswick and Coach Sabota. So in 95 and 96, I became a GA at Northwest Missouri State for Coach T, and then went away for a while once I was done with my graduate assistantship, and Mel hired me back to be the defensive line coach and special teams guy in 2004 and I was that until Coach T retired after the 2010 season became the defensive coordinator in 11 and then the head coach after the 16th season. Yeah, how has it been like, you know, your time in Northwest, having great mentors along the way, like Coach T and Coach Swoboda, who's very, who was very, very successful at Central Missouri, now at Tulane now, um, and then um, Coach um, Coach Doro even. Um, just talk about that mentorship and how it's got you to this point where you're now the head coach. Um, you know, it's, it's always been a blessing at Northwest, and I think it's why people stay. One of the big reasons why they stay as long as they do, it's the quality of people that you work with. And, you know, they're not, they're, they're excellent football coaches and have great football minds, but they're better people. And, um, you know, they just, a lot of what I learned how to do about maintaining a culture and a program stems from the relationships that I had during my time with them. I want to ask you about culture. A lot of people ask about consistency here at Northwest, whether it's with Coach T or whether it's Coach Dorr, whether it's um, with you, Coach. Um, you know, this football program is always in contention for a national championship every single year. What, what have you guys been doing, you know, building that consistency to stay at the top for so long? I think a lot of it um, really boils down to the type of kids that you recruit into the program. We've, we've always had a, a mantra of, of um, first of all, starting within a four-state area, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. We like Midwest tough. Then it's about finding great kids um, from excellent programs that have uh, a work ethic that are highly intrinsically motivated. You bring them into our program and they flourish. And, and so that's the piece that we've been able, it's the quality, again, you know, I talked about it with the staff, but it's truly the players too. Bringing quality individuals who are gonna add value to your program, not just on the field, but in everything that they do. Well, Coach, I want to talk about the 2021 season real quick. Another MIAA championship for you guys. Um, got to eventually ended up falling to Ferris State, the eventual national champions. Um, just look back. Um, just looking back on last season, officially putting it to bed. Um, just give your overall thoughts on the 2021 season. You know, I was really proud of the group and the run that we made. Um, you know, it was 
it was difficult and I can talk about it after the fact, but just, you know, having the situation we did with the two quarterbacks and both being hurt pretty much throughout the season, um, you know, was a little bit challenging at times, but I was really proud of the group and the way that we persevered. We were still able to win the MIAA uh, conference championship. We made a good run in the national playoffs. And, you know, it was, it was fun to watch those kids that had to go through and have their season canceled finish their, their sixth season and, and, and get to play and, and get to return to some normalcy. Well, Coach, um, you know, we're here at Media Day. That's what it kind of seems like, you know, the 2022 season's coming up. That's when you get really excited. Um, Coach, let's talk about what you got coming back on the offensive end. Obviously, you got the two quarterbacks with Mike and Braden coming back, but there's a lot of pieces on, on the offense, especially the skill position players that are now gone. Just talk about um, some of those players, um, you know, that you're losing and just talk about who you have coming back next year and who you're, who you're expecting to step up on the offensive end. Okay, so we have a... You know, obviously we lost Al McKellar, the the tailback that did such tremendous things for us. We lost uh, we lost Caden Amani and, and Alec Tatum, our top three receivers from a year ago, and and we've just got you know we're a work in progress. We've got a host of kids that we brought in. Uh, we've got a host of kids that have been with the program, and and we're literally going to work on August seventh and going to start figuring out what the pecking order is going to become with the skill guys. Uh, I think it's an important piece, though, with the lack of experience we have at the skill positions to have the level of experience we have at the quarterback position because the ball is obviously delivered through them on every single play. And so to have the leadership that we have with those two guys is going to be instrumental in our progress. And then just talk about talk about the defense also. Obviously, you know, Sam Roberts is gone, um, drafted by the New England Patriots, but there's still some talent left on there. We're talking about Elijah and Zach Howard, who's here today, and um, other guys like that. But just talk about um, the strength. Your strength has always been your defense. Just talk about who you have um, coming back and who you're, who you're losing. Well, obviously, I think Zach is going to be, you know, a cornerstone of what we're doing up front, Zach and Elijah. But, uh, you know, Zach is the only defensive lineman I've had in my career here since 2004 that didn't redshirt. Um, you know, so he's been a very productive player throughout his career. Um, we got a host of new guys that, that have gotten some experience in the defensive line, and now they're just going to have to move into that starter's role. I think where we really have um, – a lot of depth is at our linebacker position. Sam Phillips is a multiple-year starter, um, opted to come back for his final season. Isaac Volstead's going to slide in for Jackson Barnes' spot at the Mike linebacker, and I honestly don't think we'll miss a beat there. And then we've got a battle going on at the other outside linebacker slot with three different kids that have all shown glimpses of being dynamic players. Um, back in, you got Khalil, uh, Khalil Smith. A returning starter, he he got some postseason accolades. Um, really had a breakout year for us, um, you know. And Trayvon Peak, our corners, I feel really good about. The safety position is going to be um, again kind of like the backfield in the um, on the offensive side in the receiver position. We've got a host of candidates that are all pretty young, and we're going to have to kind of figure it out as we go. Well, Coach, I, I want—I would be remiss if I didn't talk about special teams. Um, where do you, you for kicker and punter? What are you guys doing there? I know special teams wasn't exactly the biggest strength last season, but um, where, what are you, where are you going as far as kicker and punter? Well, we got? signed we signed a kicker in the spring. We signed Noah in the spring, so we're going to have a competition with the kicking battle um, for both uh, kickoff and field goals. Uh, but then we have Mike back, and Mike's healthy, and so. 
in terms of the punting duties, I feel really comfortable with him back there um, and doing some good things for us. Um, you know, he just also adds an element of, of fakes and things that you can do um, that, that put, uh, make you a little bit more apprehensive. Well, Coach, and then my last question to you. you got camp coming up here at the beginning of August here. What are some of your biggest things you want to accomplish and what are your, some of your biggest goals um, before you guys move on to that September 1st home opener against Fort Hayes? We just have to get better. We, we can't, you know, with the way that the NCAA is structured practice now um, and the limitations that they have on us, we have to, we pos- absolutely positively have to get everything out of every practice. We, When we left in the spring, we were not, the football team we were to finish the year in 2021 and they know that and I know that and so we've just got to get better and and that starts with grinding every single day working together you know creating the cohesion that we need on both sides of the ball and working as one unit well coach I want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule here at media day to come on the podcast and join me here for this interview good luck to you guys during the season good luck to you guys getting ready for Fort Hayes thank you so much I appreciate you having me